Hello and welcome to the Outpost Frequencies. I'm hoping you can hear us. Uh, if if not, please let us know, because uh, basically Yoda is not here, and so I'm in charge of everything. So I know we usually get technical faults with Yoda, but it's going to be ten times worse with me. <laughs> um, yes, and hello and welcome to the Outpost Frequencies, brought to you by the thelastmovieoutpost.com, for all of your movie news, reviews, and everything cool about film. Uh, joining me this evening in the British contingent of the Last Movie Outpost is Eggy Wiggy. Hello there. <laughs> Loser. No, 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 no. I haven't got batteries in it, but no, I have one as well. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, she's my son's. It was his birthday yesterday, so we bought him a Anakin lightsaber and a Darth Vader one. Oh, nice. Is he, is he good? Is he sort of um, Jedi or Sith, or is he not bothered? Uh, he's just everything Star Wars, to be honest with you, mate. How about, How about now, Maddox? Can, can you hear us now? now? Oh, you silly sod. sod. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Maddox. Please don't do that, because I'm already stressing about how this is going already, all right? So... <laughs> um, yes, right, so I think now we're all sorted and we're all ready to go. Last movie outpost, frequencies, eggy, me, right, yeah, basically, Yoda is um, having a liver detox, uh, as far as I understand, and Sean is been arrested because of comments that he made on the American History X video. <laughs> <laughs> and for what he got up to at Pride event last week. Yeah, uh, basically, I had to, yeah, I did have to... Um, What's the word? Uh, edit down quite a lot. I think I will probably maybe bleep some of it out just to just to make it look like he was. <laughs> no, I can't. <laughs> it was bad. Just, it was bad. Just release the Thompson cut. Yeah, exactly. I will do that eventually. Um, yeah. So anyway, mate, how have you been? I'm alright, mate. Not bad at all. Yourself? Yeah, not bad. It's nice to you know have an intelligent sounding uh, person on here as opposed to the you know Sean doing his yokel thing and Yoda and whatever accent he does. Well, um, yeah, wherever Yoda's from. <laughs> um, okay, so we are. I was going to talk about some of the news. Um, is there anything worth talking about on the site? I'm just going to have a quick look. It's been it's quite quick. Oh yeah, I mean, you wrote that up, didn't you? What's What's he been up to now? Remember, oh, no, that, that the word of, the word of the day. I was going to say, but the word of the day is allegedly. Oh yes, allegedly. <laughs> because you we have can't to say put allegedly in. Yeah, because um, that will get us into trouble. But yeah, allegedly, what has he been up to now? He, uh, I don't know. I think he's just been. He's got some women or some woman who claims she's the victim of domestic abuse living with him with her children, her young children. But the problem is he's apparently got guns and drugs just <laughs> littered across his entire ranch, his house. And apparently one of the kids picked up a bullet and put it in their mouth. So... I don't know. He didn't, he, didn't, he didn't use the bullet with the extension bit, you know, the gun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The fact that he left his gun out of his mouth. But, yeah, so that's, that's the latest thing this week anyway. Goodness me. The other thing, the other sort of actual sort of genuine, well, I say genuine news, I mean all of his genuine news, but, I mean, what was quite sad was reading about how John Williams might be retiring. Because, mm, I mean, yeah. you, you say that name and just it's, it, it, legend doesn't even cover it. No. Yeah, amazing body of work. And I know some people saying, you know, he's not really done anything decent for, you know, 10 years or so, but 
it doesn't really matter. I mean, he's had yeah. 50 years of just yeah. aimless stuff. It doesn't matter if he's had a few bad ones. Sorry, who's been saying that? Because, like, again, you're thinking, this is like one of the greatest composers. You can name any of his movies. Even you, you say Harry Potter and you can hear the tune. You say mm-hmm. Star Wars, you say Superman, you say Jaws, all these movies. And Indiana, you know, it's just, it's just hit after hit of yeah. amazing, amazing work. Yeah, yeah, I think just some people in the comments, you know, just say that they've not, he's not really done anything memorable over the last 10 years or so. I mean, you know, that's fair enough, but I mean, let's be honest, the guy is he's 90 now, so, you know, he's still churning out, whether you like the sequels or not, Ray's theme's pretty good. Yeah, no, I uh, do agree with that. That's something, that's another one you can just, and I know it's not, it's a theme or not an entire, um, you know, the entire Score. soundtrack, but he's still doing pretty well. He's 80 years old to be able to churn stuff out because he's done <coughs> he's done as well he's done the themes to Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan. i mean i must admit the themes to obi-wan there's nothing there that really stands out it was kind of a shame like the whole anakin vader fight didn't have jewel of the fates or something over the top of it because yeah it would have finished it off nicely but you know what are you going to do like i say he's 90 it's going to be a sad day when he goes um because I know his plans, yeah. his plans on living forever are going so well at the moment, but it you know it may end at <laughs> any moment. We shouldn't joke about things like that because I mean some people when they go you think oh fair play when John Williams goes that's that's a sad day. Yeah, I mean the fact he's still ninety, he's obviously doing Indy Five. That's going to be his last one, so he says anyway. He's yeah. he's working on other music. He's not. It's just film scores. I think he's stepping away from, but. Man, if I live to 90, I don't want to be working. I don't even want to be working now, and I'm 47. <laughs> yep, absolutely. Yeah, completely agree with you 100% there. Yeah. Um, and so talking of, of memorable scores, obviously we're talking about Star Wars. Now, this week, was it this week we had the end of Obi-Wan? Was it, was it this uh, week? Yeah, it's Wednesday. <laughs> no, it's this week, Wednesday. I did think to myself, oh, goodness me, what am I going to do to disappoint myself every Wednesday from now on? Um, <laughs> Watch it again. Now, the funny thing is, I put up my review. If you go to the lastmovieoutpost.com, my review was quite scathing. Now, looking at social media, again, this is split the fans in two. You have got people who love it, think it's the best thing ever, but then you have got people who, like me, uh, thought it destroyed the canon, didn't do very well. Now, the interesting thing is, is when I was writing up my review... Um, I said, oh, another one star. And what was your response? Well, when I, when I saw your one star? Yeah. Well, <laughs> for people that don't know, we obviously have a, a group chat offline that so we can share that we're not doubling up on stories. <laughs> Jill said, I've done a, done a review for Obi-Wan and it was one star. And I was like, I've just watched it. I thought it was easily a four, four and a half. Yeah. So, so like, it threw me, mate. It threw me. So, I mean... Tell us what you liked about it. I mean, if people like to say have probably read my review, what did, what is it you liked about that episode? Everything that didn't involve Reva. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I read your I read your article, and I, I can't disagree with most of what you've written, mate. I really can't. But I just thought that, it was just, and I know it breaks canon, and I hate myself for enjoying it, but I just really enjoyed it. I was just like sitting watching it, thinking, "Fucking hell, they've done it. They've they." Dangled a carrot to lead everyone into wanting a second second uh, season, which is what they often do. This is what a lot of this is what I always say about a lot of movie, a lot of TV shows do these days. The whole 
the whole episode is pretty flat, nothing happening. And then the last 10 minutes, it really peaks, just to make the, you The Walking Dead was kind of like that. Mm, yeah, a lot, lot of the episodes that. of The Walking Dead, they were like quite dull, and then there was an attack, and then it was quite dull, and then it was a cliffhanger. And, and yeah, yeah, that's and it. To do it like that. And that that's what I thought, yeah, and I thought they'd done that with this. I thought, do you know what, you've... You've saved the best to last. You've literally just thrown everything out the last episode, hoping to get a second season because people have short memories and they just go, did you see that last episode? Oh, it's amazing. What's he going to do with Quigon? And are we going to get more Palpatine? And blah, blah, blah. Forgetting the fact that the five previous episodes were pretty average at best. I mean, see, like I say, I, didn't, I don't even think pretty average covers it. I mean, it, it, to me, like I say, I, I, maybe I am just a purist and a miserable old git or whatever it might be. <laughs> to me, it was about the, you know, the whole thing is about the canon. The whole thing is about, you know, you're, you're building on characters which have been around for 40 odd years that you know and you love and you've read about and you've seen a thousand times and everything else. And so that first meeting in Star Wars where it's like, you know, I was the master, you were the master and... Yeah, mm-hmm. You you know you know that there's a history behind that and it but again it's kind of one of those histories that just didn't I didn't think didn't need explaining. No, and I think this is the problem with a lot of Star Wars. I mean, Solo is a perfect example of that. It's a it's a film that no one needed or wanted, no. and they've done it again with Obi Wan. You know, they thought everyone was going to be lapping it up, and there are you know I'm I'm on the fence with it. I thought Episode Three was good. Again, up in this part, that's where Vader and Ben did have a little little chase in the oh, sand yeah. dunes or whatever you want to call it. And then you had the fire thing. So it's for every good moment they have, they give you five shit ones. But the, see, that's kind of the thing that I think to myself, that's kind of like going for a, a three course meal and having a great starter and a great main course. And then they serve you cat sick at the end. What are you going to remember? You know, I, you know, <laughs> I think it's the opposite. I think, I think the starter's good. The main course is vile and then they sweeten you up with a nice dessert but what i mean is is if there's no consistency throughout the meal you're not going to go back to the restaurant are you you know if if, if one no. of the courses was bad you wouldn't you wouldn't do it. but again like you say it's, it's funny how people just seem to have short-term memories that they just seem to think to themselves oh no way man the bit with hayden and, and anakin in the in the prequel bit was amazing and i'm thinking was it it, it was all right you know and, oh, what and, when they was practicing yeah yeah. In what was it, episode five, I think it was? And people were really sort yeah. of like, oh, wow, it was great to see Hayden in, in Anakin. And I'm thinking, it was all right. I, I don't, you know, a lot of people kind of hated Anakin when he first came out and thought Hayden Christensen was oh. crap. But now he seems to be the saviour of the saviour of the Obi-Wan show. Yeah, I think it's because people are just desperate to find a reason to fall back in love with Star Wars again. So I think that's why they like Hayden. Sorry, I'm going to sneeze in a minute, mate. Nice, thanks. Um... <laughs> That's, I mean, I like I say, I do watch this stuff in hope that it will be good. The book of Boba Fett, I was excited about because Boba Fett is easily one of my most ca- m- favorite movie characters ever. Any any movie, yeah. any anything, anywhere. And what they did to him, they they just took away all that mystery and intrigue and just you know. And even to me, Morrison said he wanted Boba Fett to be born badass, and he didn't really get it. Yeah. Well, we all did. Again, it, it, it goes back to the fact that the people in control of this franchise don't understand it. No. They and don't again, understand it. I was just going to say that, again, if you're doing a prequel, because I mean, somebody on Twitter said about, um, somebody pointed out something and said, oh, now you're just being nitpicky. And you're thinking, 
I, I think it's perfectly right to be nitpicky when you are. I mean, because even George did this. If you're not paying attention to the details, then you know, especially to a prequel. I think this is where John and Dave have done so well. John Fellini, um, John Favreau, and Dave Fellini have done so well because yeah. they've created a new character. There's nothing to be nitpicky about. We've got a new yeah. character, um, a new force user, new bad guys, and everything else. And okay, you know, they brought a soaker in and whatnot, and blah blah blah. But it's all gelled together so well. I mean, A, because those guys are genuine Star Wars fans and absolutely love it to pieces, but also yep. that they haven't messed with the legacy characters that much. Yeah, it's exactly it. I mean, it's, it's, it's easy, isn't it? It's easy to pick up a legacy character and, and write more adventures for them than invent a whole new sub-world like they did with Mando. But then, weirdly enough, it's kind of... We know Disney are about making money. At, at a very lesser extent, it's about the stories and everything else. They want to make money. They obviously hit a goldmine with Baby Yoda, with Grogu. Yeah. You know, they they yeah. you know you that was that was just printing money. And if you've got a new character like Mando, and you've got a new character like uh, or, or the new ship, um, Razor's Edge and stuff. Yeah. You know, it's all new toys. It's all new Lego. It's all new everything. It's, it's you know again, it's a good way to making money. But to go back on the original characters, it just it doesn't make any sense in my head. Well, it's lazy. It's lack of, and again, it's lack of imagination. I, I commented on uh, one of your reviews. I think it might have been episode five. I said the problem is that the people that are writing this and in charge of the franchise, I mean, they never grew up with it, no. and they never had the toys like we did when we were kids, and like, they never like reenacted like Darth, like um, what's his name, Dark Helmet had. Oh, your helmet is so big. Because <laughs> we all did that, right? Right? Well, yeah. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I, you know, when I was a kid, I, I have got two brothers and a sister, but like me and my, especially me and my younger brother, because there's only two years between us, we would spend ages in our bedroom setting up Star Wars figures on shelves and mm -hmm. lamps, right? And then we, we, Create our with our with our ships and everything. We'd create our own battles and stories. And, we'd fight, and, and, it, and, it's, and the problem is, you've got with these lot, Deborah Chow, obviously Kennedy, and whoever else is in charge. They've never done it. They've never invented their own stories, whether they're children or not. So they've never really been a part of it. They've just read reviews or watched the films, but they've never really immersed themselves like we did as children. Which is, I think, why we're all so passionate about it. Yeah, I I still remember quite vividly. Um, I had a Yoda, a little Yoda, and somebody had a Rancor, and uh, obviously they met and battled each other um, until yep. uh, we got Yoda stuck in the Rancor's mouth and we couldn't get it out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Would you have to wait for it to pass it out a few days later? Yeah, we, oh, I didn't think of it that way. But no, like I say, we, but I still remember that quite vividly as like a six or seven year old, you know, playing with my mates and doing all this because, like you say, you were coming up with your own stories of, of how cool it was. And, you know, um, years later, I think, well, well, obviously, Yoda and Rancor never actually met, did they? But it was kind of, I was a kid. I was, yeah, you know, I was playing with my imagination. It was, it was, it was great fun. And to see yeah. these characters which we've known and lived and grown up with, it was a shame to see them being treated like this yes yes i mean i'm gonna be honest with you the people that have done i mean bubba fett especially kenobi they've just got no idea what star wars is and and again the whole thing is just a tick boxing exercise we've you, you have your token characters we know that they have to have that these day and age that's mm. fine 
But the whole directing and cinematography and editing, it was it was typical of people that have been to like film school yeah. and learnt their trade, learnt their industry from teachers. And, you know, controversial here, George, I'll be honest with you. Most teachers are in that profession because they can't do it properly in real life. If you were good at what you did, you'd be a millionaire and you'd be in these industries, but you're not your teaching it's funny. So it's all tick boxing exercises, and that's where they're fun. There's no freedom. If you look at back at, well, look at George Lucas. We all know how George Lucas wrote Star Wars and made Star Wars. It was on a lot of it was on the floor, having to adapt as they went along. But you just know with these people, they've just got. Oh, I remember in you know teaching class that there I is, have there to is have an introduction, a main story. Yeah, that's right. And the main protagonist yeah. needs to go through a down period before he can come back to the end. Yeah, no, I completely agree with what you're saying, that there is mm. a, that they understand the formula, but they don't understand the magic of what actually makes these things. Are you reading a chat as well? I'm just going to sideline to that. Um, yeah, go for it, man. Uh, some characters are best never explored. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, 100%. It's, yeah. Like, Solo was, like I say, a classic example. I actually didn't mind Solo. I thought it was all right. It was a, it was a half-decent movie. It was a shame that I didn't see Phil Lord and Chris Miller, was it, finish it, and, and Ron Howard came in. I'd like to have seen what they would have done with it. But again, it's yeah. a story that just never needs to be told. Yeah. Um, Obi-Wan was dark, depressing, incredibly stupid, violated canon. That's the thing. I got it from Value for, value for Nothing. I, I was the same. It, it, the canon, to me, is the most important part. And like I say, even Lucas messed with the canon. I mean, he introduced like the midi-chlorians and stuff like that, which was yeah, just... ridiculous. You know, it was not needed. And, and, and if you're going to go through the prequels, there's a lot that you can pick apart with that, even even Lucas doing. And it was kind of, he just needed some extra writers and stuff. And I just think Disney have made the same mistakes and they needed people to say, right, we can do this. However, so-and-so needs to be so-and-so because in A New Hope, he says this and that kind of thing. And again, mm. these people just didn't didn't do that. Mannings has also said, you don't need to have had that experience to produce a good show. That is true, Mannings, that like, you know, like I say, People like us who grew up with Star Wars and playing with the toys and everything else, you know, we could have come up with something better. And no, you don't need to do that, but you do need to have just respect for the property. Well, going back to Maddox's point now about, you know, you don't have to have experience to produce a good show. The problem is, is the people that are currently in charge of this, they they are, again, they're a tick boxing exercise. Yeah. We have to have this camera angle, and we have to have these side effects, and we have to have these characters. You know, they, they can't just go; they can't think outside the norm because it's just been pumped into them from the start that you need to do this, you need to do. That. Just, go, just, I just want to say to them: just you've clearly got talent because some of the stuff you were doing was yeah. great. Some of the action scenes were, you know, whether you liked the show or not, some of it was good. Yeah. But just relax. Just go with your gut instincts. Don't make it. Don't sit there. I felt like at the end of every episode, it's like. Right, one to twenty. Yet yeah, we accomplished all those things. Oh no, we left off number twenty-one. Yeah. You know, let's refilm a whole scene because I didn't get the uh, you know shaky cam in. Well, f- you funny enough you say about refilming stuff because somebody I think it was Doomcock um, uh, pointed out that these shows seemed incredibly rushed, both Boba Fett and Obi Wan, and he said mm. that basically John. And Dave have been working on season three of The Mandalorian. They have postponed it until next year uh, because they want to get the script right, they want to get the action right, and they want to make sure everything is is done right about this. 
and it seems like these shows have been sort of like, oh, quick, uh, Obi-Wan, yeah, we've got a couple of months, let's get that filmed, and just rushed out. Mm. Yeah, which they've had plenty of time to do it. I don't, to me, I don't think it was rushed out. I just think they've run out of ideas. I, just don't, I, don't think they have, I don't think they have the imagination or the capability to write good scripts that make sense. I mean, the whole thing was just littered with ridiculous potholes, and the only good parts in the show really were Vader and Ewan McGregor. With Ewan McGregor, rather. Well, get rid of get rid of Reva. She served no purpose. Funny enough, somebody said that. He said you could have removed Reva from the whole show, and it wouldn't have affected the show at all. In fact, it probably yeah, would have made it. All oh, right, it probably would have been made it a little bit. Better. I, like I say, I remember just somebody reading it, uh, reading it. But it is true that you, because it's funny how you say about like with the filmmaking, they have to tick all the boxes. But also on the SSD added pressure now that there is the message, and and wokeism and everything else, and all of these boxes have got to be ticked as well. We've got to make sure yep. we have representation and minorities put forward and all this kind of stuff. And so you've added all that on there. And I mean Moses Ingram. I have seen her in a couple of other things and she's been generally pretty good. And funny enough, editing together one of the videos, which is on the channel, if you subscribe, um, there was this, I think it was a scene in episode three or four, the one basically where they're on the, 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 the hidden Sith base, which has been attacked quite oh, successfully yeah. twice because it was also, like, like, it was also, in the, it was also in the Jedi fallen order. So it's been attacked twice. Um, <laughs> so that made me laugh. Um, but the, the scene where they're flying off in, and it cuts to Moses Ingram and she's just, she's just bad. She's just, yeah. she's not good at all. And no. it would have been great for her to get her teeth into something. And I mean, I've always said that Hayden was, I think, a pretty good actor, even though everybody sort of says Anakin was pretty crappy. The script that he had and the direction he had was crap from Lucas. And I think the guy yeah. really did well. And I think I Ingram think. did a pretty good job for the, the weak ass character that she had to work with I think the problem I find with her and this might be testament to her as a person even though I've no idea what she's like she clearly couldn't act the part of a baddie no she wasn't intimidating she wasn't scary or anything else like that so every time she was trying to portray those aspects of a baddie it just wasn't coming off very well I mean so again, that might just be she's actually a really nice person in real life and she can't do it <laughs> yeah. but you'd think if you was going to hire someone to play a baddie you want someone with a little bit of menace about them funny enough the classic example of this is I'm sure I get his name I get his first name wrong but I want to say Giancarlo Esposito who played um, oh, Moff Gideon yeah, brilliant actor, brilliant actor who was menacing. He was evil. Yeah. You got your teeth into him as a bad guy. You hated him for it, and he was great. Whereas Riz Reva was just kind of there. Even the scene where she's kind of interrogating Leia was just. It was. She can't. You know. Oh, dude. it was just. It, she was. She was. Uh, the thing is, like I say, I don't think Moses Ingram was bad, but the character of Reva was a waste of time. I just think Eva. Moses Ingram hasn't got the acting chops to carry off a character like that or whether it's just not her thing. I mean, let's be honest, there's a lot of actors that always play the same role over and over again. Yeah. And the guy that you said, Moth Gideon, he always plays that character. Yeah. Always, every yeah. single time. It, in um, Breaking Bad, uh, he was the same character. He's the same character in this. He's the same character as the guy in uh, The Boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So, you know, perhaps it's just not her thing. Perhaps that role is just something she can't do. But she was... She... She was like, she was like the Jar Jar Binks of the Obi Wan Kenobi series. <laughs> the series would have been better without her. She was completely unneeded. Um, I'm hang on, Maddox. I'm just checking because I can never remember his name. Um, what was it? One? Uh, no, not Obi Wan. Uh, it's terrible that I can't remember. And because annoying, annoyingly, I actually said his name several. T- several times in a script that I did and I, I kept having to like go through it and get it right. Um got him? Yeah, Giancarlo Esposito. Right. <laughs> um there you go. Yeah, Giancarlo Esposito. Um oh, what is that? Mayamani? Main army. Main army. Hello. I wish, hello yes, hello and thank you for joining us. Um I wish I would worry less about checking off the boxes and prove they've got progressive and worry about more of giving us a story. This is exactly what we're saying. That it seems like, and I'm going to point the finger at Kathleen Kennedy. Mm. She seems to have an issue with Star Wars itself. I kind of want to say. I mean, she was the one who she was the producer over the trilogy, and no matter what you say. Disney knew that they'd messed up leaving her in charge because when Rise of Skywalker finished, all other movies were cancelled. You know, there's there's yes. kind of nothing. They they had initially planned. She came out and said, "We're going to release a new Disney movie every year," and I was kind of like, "All right, yeah, I'm up for this." And then the Last Jedi came out, split the fans down the middle, so you loved it or hated it. And then the Rise of Skywalker did the same thing. And then since then, Disney have actually gone right, Kathleen. I uh, don't know what you did wrong there, but we're cancelling all But then she's still in a position of power where she's still producing stuff. And yeah. again, it's weird how Mandalorian had nothing to do with Kathleen Kennedy and was a huge hit, but both Boba Fett and Obi-Wan were to do with Kathleen Kennedy and they have again split the fans. And yeah. it just it, and seem, it seems like she is trying to tear down the fandom somehow. Well, I think she, she tore it down with The Last Jedi. That, yeah. that that that's a given, and and going back to you saying the fans were split, you either liked it or you hated it. No, real and again I'll say this: real fans hated it. Yeah. Modern day audiences who like the tick box exercising loved it. I mean, secretly deep down, they've probably even never even seen the original trilogy. Yeah. But um, what I was going to say, yeah. So obviously, Mando was a huge success, yeah. massive success. And then Mando 2, which I think was an even better season than Mando 1. And then, obviously, they gave us the whole Luke Skywalker at the end. Now, I'm not an emotional person by any stretch of the imagination. George, you're English as well. We're not really... We're not an emotional race of people. We just quiver our lower lip. Exactly. I've got something (laughs) in my eyes, sir. Yes, that's right. I tell you what, when that Luke Skywalker come on, I was welling up. I was like, this is amazing. And then you only got to go on YouTube. Anyone who's watching, go yeah. on YouTube and just type in like dad reactions to Luke Skywalker. And you'll see grown men our age, late 40s, just losing their shit at the appearance of Luke Skywalker. Absolutely. And I think I think it blew Kennedy's mind and literally destroyed her because she couldn't, because she doesn't understand the franchise or the fans, she couldn't understand why people were reacting to like this. So I think her take on Obi-Wan Kenobi was an attempt to capture some of that lightning in the bottle from Mandalorian. And because she doesn't understand it, she's failed. Again, once yeah. again, she's failed. So we've got we've got three Star Wars movies, Solo, 
Boba Fett, Rogue One, Obi Wan Kenobi. Uh, we've got the uh, the the comics that are dying on their asses. You've got these book things that she's doing. Everything she's touched that's been associated with Star Wars has died. So it, get rid of her. I, again, you can't understand how somebody took a Star Wars and divided the fans so unbelievably decisively can still be in any way associated with Disney and Lucasfilm. It's, it's beyond me. It's beyond me. Yeah. They say in Hollywood, you fail up. And I mean, it's just, it's, it's incredible that, you know, they, they bought, they bought Star Wars for, what was it? 4 billion, wasn't it? Or something or other, 4.02 billion. Insane. Yeah. Um, they, they literally bought a printing press for money. They bought something yep. which you would you could easily make your money back literally within the first six months, and yet somehow, because uh, you did the figures on this, didn't you? I mean, um, the Force Awakens made what was it? Just it was over two billion, wasn't it? The Force Awakens was about again, okay, exact figures, but it was something like two point one billion, and then. The four and um, the Last Jedi was just over a billion, and then the Rise of Skywalker oh, yeah. was the same. I think yeah, I think Last Jedi was something like one point one billion, and Rise of School Skywalker was like one point three. And again, this you know the modern day Star Wars fans go, oh, it's made a billion pound, oh, it's really good. No, hold on, earning a billion pound with Disney or Marvel attached to the to the title <laughs> yeah. isn't a success. It's a given. And I've said this till I'm blue in the face. It doesn't mean the film's good. It means the marketing department is good. Yes, exactly. that's all it means. And now, if you want to look at it properly. The Force Awakens made two point again two point one billion. That's the next two films was nearly a billion pounds less. That's not a success. You say that it it always reminds me of the fact that people sort of say that obviously the more popular something is, the better it is, and it's kind of no because that means Little no. Mix are better than the Beatles. You know, yeah, so yeah, that exactly. that's that argument doesn't doesn't work just because it's made a lot of money and everything else. It just means people you know went to see it, but. Yeah, like I say, it doesn't. It doesn't mean it's good. No, um, it doesn't make it. And look at some of the cult classics as well, George. You know, you, Blade Runner is a perfect example. Actually, stunk the box office out. Was considered a flop. Yeah. And yet here we are. The what, thing was the same. Years later. Yeah. Yet yeah, the thing. Forty years later, and they're now. Not only are they classics, but they are. They have heavily influenced cinema for the last forty years. You're not going to get that. You're not going to get that with Kennedy's. Star Wars, Disney uh, Star Wars. You're not going to sit there like we do in 30 years' time and watch The Rise of Skywalker and go, classic. It was funny, actually. I was um, in a shop the other day, so it was DVDs, second-hand DVDs and everything else. And I, uh, well, I was stood waiting. I was in the S section, so it was under Star Trek. And I saw both The Last Jedi and um, Rise of Skywalker. And The Rise of Skywalker was £6 and The Last Jedi was £3. <laughs> I mean, you, you, you know, I just thought to myself, if I went up to the counter and they said, oh, you get a free copy of the DVD, and I was like, no. <laughs> yeah, kind of thanks anyway. So that's £9. <laughs> no, 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 but it was just funnier how, how the middle one, The Last Jedi, was cheaper than the last one. <laughs> you know? um, and again, I mean, Return of the Jedi, when that came out, again, it broke all box office records and everything else because people were so eager to see where the, the series had finished. And yeah. like I say, Disney should have been sat there literally on beds of money Going, ha, 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 look at what we've done. But they they didn't, and it was a mess. And yeah. people came. I still came. I, I've, I've literally only seen The Rise of Skywalker 
two, three times max. Uh, I've tried right. watching it again. I still don't quite get under, uh, the understand the ending. Whereas with the ending of like Jedi, see Jedi to me is my favourite of the Star Wars movies. I know it's not the best one, but it's my favourite one. But you come okay. out of it where Luke has proved himself as a Jedi, Vader's redeemed himself, Han and Leia are finally... Everything's all wrapped up in a beautiful little nutshell where it ends perfectly and everything's is great. Whereas yep. with The Rise of Skywalker, so Ben dies but then comes back and gets healed by Rey and then she dies but then he heals her and then they kiss and then he dies again... And it just sort of, and you still got the whole thing with Ray. Oh, look at me! I'm now a Skywalker. Yeah, yeah. Just take yeah. the name, even though you're technically yeah. a Palpatine. Just taking the name is the best thing. It's fine. Yeah, and that different old bag in the. Oh, what's your name, love? <laughs> I'm Ray Skywalker. Fuck off! This is ridiculous. Identity theft is not a joke, Ray. <laughs> yeah. That's that brilliant video. Again, if you subscribe to our channel, you'd know that video because I put it up there. Um, yes, absolutely. And she's got a gold lightsaber as well. Oh, it's just pitiful. And but, and so, like I say, tearing tearing apart the canon on Obi Wan, I just I, I I said in the the article, I bumped into a friend on Friday, and we used to talk about the Mando and all this kind of stuff. And I'd seen him for ages, and I said, "Oh, have you been watching Obi Wan?" Yeah, absolutely loved it. And I went, "Hey, yeah." And he said, yeah. He said, did you not? I said, no, I didn't like it. He said, it messed too mm -hmm. much with the cannon, took, took too much away. And he said, dude, he said, you just got to switch your brain off and enjoy it. And it's kind of, I wish I could do that. And okay, you know, we're not like professional film reviewers and stuff, but I, I mean, I know yes. the difference. Yeah, I know. I know the difference between good and bad. And so if I see something that I don't think is very good, I'm going to call it out. And I'm not going to sit there and just sort of enjoy it. I mean, there are certain films which I have done that. Funny enough, I just watched Jaws 1, 2, and 3. Because um, I've never seen 2 and 3, and I've actually got 4 on the go as well. Um, and I expected 2 and 3 to be bad, and they were. And were they entertaining? They were all right. 3 was all right. You know, in, in a really cringy, horrible, stupid type way, it was okay. I kind of enjoyed watching it the 3D effects when not watching it in 3D. That was even funnier. Because <laughs> oh, obviously just now and then there's a leg floating by and you're thinking... <laughs> <laughs> just a random leg. Yeah, you know, but obviously in 3D it looks amazing. Um, but, you know, I, there are dumb films out there which I can enjoy, but it, the problem is, is Star Wars, the original Star Wars is not dumb. It's actually brilliantly clever with wonderful mm. moral stories, with... Um, you know, a character arcs for everyone, even the droids to to some extent get a character arc in this. Yeah, Whereas, yeah. You, you know, you think about like, um, again, I was doing some research on another script I was working on, how John Boyega basically said he was a token black guy. He, yeah. he was in there for a token black guy. He had no arc, apart from the beginning of him turning, you know, dark and then go, joining the rebels. That was his arc. It was done in the first half of the movie, literally. And he was a janitor. Yeah. Uh, who was who was who was on the murder death squad? Yeah. <laughs> um, but Ma Maddox made a good point. Now he says, you know, some people like you said about switching off, George. Some people just want to come home from work and chuck it on and forget about the day. I mean, I can I can understand that. And I I do wish I could do that, but I just find it very very difficult because it's something I love so much. Mm. I got a quote on my Twitter which I saw the other day. Where is it? Uh, hang on. A uh, a true fan sees uh, it, a true fan of something is able to recognise its flaws and weaknesses, 
um, or whatever they like. Why? Because it means they're actually paying attention and invested in the details. And that quote really, really stuck with me because I think that's what Star Wars is about. Like I say, I've grown up with it my entire life. I have loved everything about it. I have read actually some of the extended universe books and stuff like the Thrawn trilogy and stuff like that. Yeah, I've yeah. loved all that. And so when then Disney come in and okay, break canon with the sequel trilogy because you know if people have read the Thrawn books, it's kind of good to go off in another direction and stuff. But when they just do it so badly and just doesn't make any sense, and we don't see you know that I mean again, if you look on the internet. There is a picture of one of the, I forget her name now, but there's one of the ladies who was in the new Lucas writing team, creative team. And they had a picture of Luke on their wall with a big cross drawn through him because they knew they wanted to kill him. Yeah, I've seen it. And it's, they're they're taking a character that, you know, it's me, he's you, he's he's everybody who, if if you've loved Star Wars, you've grown up as Luke Skywalker. And they wanted to kill him off. And that's what they did in, in two. They made him this, old hermit who gave up on everything didn't care about anything wanted to just quit and didn't care about the galaxy and he's just sort of thinking no i what we wanted to see was what john and dave gave us at the end of mando 2 yeah yeah Luke. again feminists Femin- have you ever seen a happy feminist <laughs> no <laughs> but again it's it is i mean some people it's, it kind of amazes me actually that some people don't you know, somebody on Twitter the other day said about, oh, Star Wars isn't woke and everything else, the new Star Wars. And you're thinking, you can't what? be that ignorant not to see it. Yeah, you know, you um, if they say ignorance is bliss, I can understand why some people were so happy by Jenobi one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, know, I can agree. You know, like I say, if, you, if you're not invested in the details, then then just, just uh, again, another quote. I think I deleted it now, and I hope I haven't, because I need it for another video. Um, and it's, uh, no, uh, no, no, let's go back. Hang on, what's going on? Disney, Obi-Wan. There was a tweet I put up. Oh, and I've lost it now. But basically, um, oh no, it was on the site actually. But basically somebody said that they, they could have quite happily watched 10 seasons of just Anakin and Obi-Wan fighting. And you're thinking, yes. brilliant. Okay. Brilliant. Oh, the f- thanks for that. <laughs> so you could just literally sit there and watch that because it's star wars content and again it's the whole content thing of just churning out you know they just thought oh we'll bring hayden back and the, 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 I mean, the, again the weird thing is with obi-wan he was barely in it <laughs> you know we, well yes skulking around it was, all, it was the princess leah show oh well, she was a good little actress so i'll give her that mm. <laughs> well, she, was like, she can't run for toffee i've never seen a 10 year old run so quite so badly that video of ours is actually doing quite well um good, good. Is it? but uh, they could it's the things jules they've done they've done some good moments i'm not going to say it was all shit i mean the bit with vader stopping the ship with the force you know that was good he was like oh wow that's pretty impressive and then, and I like completely ruined. but but you, you see again you say that though that that was good it did look impressive but then i just kept thinking Right, so in Empire Strikes Back, when the Falcon's taken off, he didn't do it. And when Luke jumped down Cloud City, he didn't stop him or anything else. He just let him go. And again, you're sort yeah. of thinking, okay, yes, that looks really impressive, but it's destroying the canon of the rest of the movies. And it's funny oh. just trying to see some people explain it on um, things, sort of saying, oh, when Vader jumps down, or when Luke jumps off there and he didn't save him, it's because of... So-. And it's just like, no, 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 no. It just, it just makes it look stupid now. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, if you even go back to, I'm not going to call it a new hope. 
is Star Wars, <laughs> when Vader's right behind Luke, just before Luke, before the Falcon comes in and oh, yeah. shoots Hayden. Well, if he's that close behind him in his X-Wing, and his, why don't he just reach out and just yeah. hold Luke's ship there? Yeah. You know, so there is problems with it. Because, again, these people, they've not grown up watching it, learning it, understanding it, arguing with their friends when the kids go, well, you can't do that. You can't, you know, if Yoda can barely lift an X-Wing out of the water, why can they do this? Why again, can they do that? It, it cheapens that. It, it cheapens that as well. It cheapens that moment as well in Empire. Like I say, when, when Yoda does that, you know, okay, like I say, he's been in exile and blah, blah, blah. And apparently if you don't use the force, it goes. Um, if you don't use it, you lose it, apparently. Cause, and again, that was another thing with, the, with Obi-Wan, how he was kind of weak and feeble all the way through. But the only thing that got him back was remembering... And I have to say this, because this is, I think Doomcock mentioned this, but this is perfectly true. He remembered Leia and all the things that had happened with Leia. And he had like one remembrance of Luke, who the guy yeah. he's supposed to be actually, you know. And But then he said, but then he uses his emotions to use the force to project it. That's what the Sith do. That's what the Jedi yeah. are told not to do. It's completely, yeah. it goes against all the canon. It's horrible. And um, do you know what annoyed me as well? One thing that really annoyed me, my, my son Jay, he's a massive Star Wars fan, and he always criticises me when I criticise this. I, I apologise for calling him an idiot, by the way. No, don't worry about it, he's one. <laughs> <laughs> when, um, when Vader pushed or opened the ground up and Obi-Wan fell into it, and then Obi-Wan's underground looking up and Vader walks over to the hole and he's looking down, surely, if you want to do some fan service, surely you could have Vader said, said yeah. to Obi-Wan, I have the higher ground yeah, now. Yeah. Everyone would have gone, oh my God, yeah, you know. He said the thing, the thing, he said the thing. Yeah, and they just missed it. They just missed the absolute easiest trick in the book. Um, Mannings is said to be fair Star Wars a new hope <laughs> is an incredibly well-made film people seem to forget that i think i think it won like eight oscars and it was nominated for best picture um and it lost out to i think it was annie hall because i've never seen annie hall just out of respect for star wars <laughs> what's annie hall uh, annie hall's a woody allen film Oh, and that one best picture that year in 78 i think it was because obviously they right. missed it then um but like you say, yeah, Star Wars is an incredibly well-made well made film because it is somebody who they thought about it and they went through the details. And like I say, it's not a perfect movie, but they they were trying their best to make this epic adventure, which they did, of characters, which... Yeah, how Name one other movie that's got its whole day dedicated to it, as opposed to, you know, May 4th is Star Wars Day. There's no mm, other movie yeah. that's ever done that. It's, no. it's created a a fandom which is absolutely spectacular. And then Disney go and screw it up. Yeah, it's a complete revolution. It was revolutionary. Star Wars was revolutionary. Like what I was saying about Blade Runner earlier on. Yeah. Revolutionary films. Value of Nothing, as I said, I like it when she moves in and talks softly and then moves out and also talks softly. Is that Leia? Uh, value or nothing? I don't know who you're talking about there. Um, Might be Reva. Yeah. But do you know what? I was thinking about this. I was thinking today, sitting on my fat ass watching telly because we had a busy day yesterday. <laughs> but the whole Reva thing, when I said, you know, get rid of her, she would, the show would have been better without. Do you know what I thought? Again, I'm not a scriptwriter, but just as an idea from a Star Wars fan, I'm wondering whether if they got rid of the Reva character, because again, token tick boxing exercise. And brought in some of the bounty hunters, like, I'm having to read off my list here, Bosk, Dengar, Forlom, 
Um, I mean, you even had what's the uh, the robot from IGA, the first yeah. Mandalorian. If you had Vader sending them out to hunt Obi Wan Kenobi, yeah. well, not only is that a nice nod to Empire Strikes Back, but it also gives you a reason why they were recalled. Obviously, because we're watching this before the trilogy, why he called them back in Empire Strikes Back yeah. to hunt down Luke Skywalker because he'd used them in the past and they tried and tested. That would have been a much better show with the bounty hunters, even if they had one bounty hunter per episode hunting down Obi-Wan or tracking leads, yeah. rather than this Reaver, who it turned out that she was cutting people's arms off That's... and hagging Jedis and threatening to kill people because she wanted to get close to Darth Vader. Well, not just that, but also she, she wanted to get close to Darth Vader and because of the suffering that he had caused. And she said, I think it's like in the first episode, she says something like, what were the things we've done? So she's obviously been quite a badass and killed a whole bunch of people just yep. like Anakin and it's yep. kind of like the whole you know if if we kill a murderer then just we're a murderer and it's just sort of yes uh, again and, and a way gone sorry mate I was her, her way to get back at, for Anakin for killing her young lean brothers and sisters was to kill an innocent young boy who had no idea what's going on <laughs> yeah completely because because and there see, was no again, explanation whether she knew Luke was Anakin's kid yeah anyway, again there was like a, it was just a kid Again, another another classic line in the in the brilliant writing of this was when the Inquisitor comes in, when he's kind of like, "Oh no, he's not dead," even though we know he's not dead because he was in Rebels. Yeah. But he comes in and he says something along the lines of, "I did make a note of it earlier," but it's something along the lines of, um, "Revenge is a wonderful reason to stay alive." Oh, good. Are we going to kill her then? Nah, we'll just leave her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sure, I won't come back and bite us in the ass. It'll be fine. Yeah. And, yeah. And again, I'm, I'm going to say this. I understand the turmoil that Anakin, uh, that Ben um, Obi Wan was going through with his friend Anakin. He had Anakin B. He had Vader there where he could have killed him. He knows. He must know the suffering that Lord Vader has caused, and he has a chance yep. to kill him. But it's not the Jedi way. And you're thinking, I'm, I'm. It may not be the Jedi way, but at the same time, you're probably going to save like thousands of lives if you kill him now. But obviously, again, there's no, there's no threat there because we know what the outcome is. Well, to be fair, George, you know it's not the Jedi way. He left, he left Anakin. He cut, cut the geezer's arm and legs off and left him to fucking burn alive. Yeah. So it's not the Jedi way. What? Well, Again, this is where they don't understand it because Anakin, which I thought was actually a great part from Hayden Christensen. It, yeah, he was good. When he says, I, I killed Anakin Skywalker and he's smirking and he's got his, you know, you can see his eye yeah. and he's smirking. He looks really menacing. Like, oh, that's just really good. Yeah. So he's literally just said to Obi-Wan, don't worry about, you didn't kill Anakin Skywalker, I did. And he's actually reveling in it. Yeah. So it would have been a perfect opportunity for Ben to go, Right. All right, fuck you then. Yeah, and just <laughs> yeah. Done. If Anakin's dead, that's fine. Yeah, I'll I won't kill Anakin because he's my friend. But if he's not if he's not there anymore, then I will kill Lord Vader, the right hand yep. man of the Emperor, the leader of the Empire, who is causing untold suffering across the galaxy. Nah, I'll just leave it. Uh, I'm I'm sure it won't come back and bite me. And yeah, but, yeah. I mean, but to be fair, somebody else made a very good point with the whole um, lightsabers these times. They're not really lightsabers. They're more like light clubs. Um, and sticks. Uh, yeah, what are they? I mean, again, he really slices through Anakin, and yet it just puts a cut in his in his helmet. You'd think it would actually take his head off. Yeah, well, you've had the, the Grand Inquisitor stabbed. Yeah, you've had Reaver stabbed. Yeah, 
and, and like I said, he just cut his helmet. I, I kind of, I, I would have liked it. Sort of um, the, the the way the scene, the way the series should have finished is is Obi Wan meeting up with Qui Gon, and sort of like, oh, so how did they go? <laughs> You'll never believe this. I've seen two people stab through the heart and survive, and you died. Loser. But but again, there's kind of there's no threat. There's no tension i mean with kind of like the end of um, a new hope because they were all new characters and stuff the end of actual star wars you were kind of on your edge of your seat because you didn't know what was going to happen and and if it wasn't for han luke probably would have been killed you know mm-hmm. if it wasn't for han coming in at the last minute and and so of course you're there on your edge of your seat going well this is absolutely amazing whereas with the prequels when they're doing this you know who's going to survive. You know who's going yep. to come out of this. You know, you know, Obi-Wan's put in danger. Uh, uh, the, my favourite bit was when they were going to torture Leah. And I'm thinking, well, they're not, obviously, because A, this is yeah. Disney, and B, she's not going to die because we know she grows up. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and taking her down to a special torture chair. Hold on. You're, you're a Sith Lord with the power of the Force. She's a 10-year-old girl who's crying over a baby robot. And just not just that, but, but, not, <laughs> but also that got me. The, it's like the scene in the Phantom Menace when Anakin climbs in the um, Nubian ship, and there's a helmet in there that fits a ten-year-old boy. <laughs> like, who the hell was flying that ship? And they, again, they kind of strap her into this thing, and it seems to be made for a child. So obviously, they torture children quite regularly. Uh, maybe apparently so. Yeah, but again, obviously, we're not going to see that because it's a Disney show, and we've got to keep it all on, all on the up and up and 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 thing. Yeah. But, Maddox has said there. Um, he didn't know he was dead because he never saw Rebels. I've, I've, to be honest, I've, I can't, I don't like. I can't say I can't stand him. I don't like the animation they're a bit too um cheesy for me uh the film yeah. threw me off in the first place which was weird because it was dave um fellini who, who originally did it but i just i couldn't get into it but yeah basically in rebels the grand inquisitor comes back because rebels is set after the events of obi-wan um so when he got stabbed it was kind of like no i'm sure we'll be fine <laughs> Yeah, apparently Rebels and Clone Wars are supposed to be really good. I don't know anyone that's watched them have said they're bad. They're supposed to be excellent shows. I just can't get into them. Yeah, uh, I'm the same. The Clone Wars, every time they start with, there is trouble in the Galactic Republic as Obi-Wan, you know, and I just think, ugh, no, I don't like it. Somebody said to watch the last series, which I will put on my watch list, and I I will try and get through it because um, apparently that's quite good and the same with Rebels um, and the Bad Batch is apparently supposed to be quite good as well because that's got Vader in it as well and stuff yeah but again I said they've got like one of the girls one of the clones is suddenly a girl and she's the bestest clone ever or something I'm like whatever because that was something else they introduced to Obi-Wan was female Stormtroopers there was in the first yes. or second series, third series, third episode. When they when they come to the impenetrable gate that you can't walk around, <laughs> and the, yeah. one of the stormtroopers comes off the ship with um, Tala, and she's female. And I thought that's a female voice, and it's just again, you've yeah. just you've got to get this in there because obviously we live in a society where women are just as equal as men. But she was a terrible character. Was it Tala? Talia? Whatever her name was. <laughs> yeah, Tala. She was a terrible character as well. She was just... I mean, I'm sorry. Slapping slap, slap slap a stormtrooper. No. Slapping a stormtrooper's head. No, that is a perfectly acceptable way of... Oh, that. God. When I saw that, I 
the cringe was horrible. I mean, it's just, oh, it's you know, it was so, that again, what they could have done with her, they could have had Kung Fu, they could have had anything, you know, she could have carried a knife or a mini, anything at all. And just the yeah. way she was done, it's literally slap that Stormtrooper and he goes down. What is the point of Stormtrooper armour? <laughs> well, I've said this before, haven't I? You know, the Stormtrooper gets shot with a blaster and they're instantly dead, even having got armour on. And yet she, in the episode where Vader was using the force to stop the ship, she gets shot in the guts. She's got nothing on but a jumper, but she manages to survive and speak. And then she pulls out a thermal detonator, which, which she could have used 10 minutes before <clears throat> to blow up. She could have thrown it in with all the stormtroopers that were bottlenecking to come in. And she goes, no, I'll give it to her the last minute. So. That's the, again, that's the bit that got me, was when Reva went through that gate there. And to me, that was kind of like there was a scene in, I think it's in, um, not Naked Gun, um, oh, Police Squad, with where Frank Drabin originally came from. And they're shooting each other from behind dustbins and they're literally like six feet apart. They can't hit each other. <laughs> yeah. And I'm thinking, yeah. I was watching it and watching all these laser blasts flying. And I'm thinking... Right, nobody can hit anybody else. This is this is unbelievable. You know, is they literally sort of go, Pew! oh, missed. Yeah. Oh, I was miles away then. Uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, and bear in mind they're fighting just normal families. They're not even trained soldiers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> they've got this massive laser cannon that they can use to blast yeah. through these iron which, doors, which they've just yeah used, and it's like, yeah, but it, apparently it takes like you know thirty seconds to reload. So. Um, well, we just go, doors are about to open in about 20 seconds later, charge the bad boy up because there's going to be half a dozen women and kids over here with lasers. All <laughs> of the women and kids. It's just not detail. thought out. It's yeah. not thought out at all. That's the thing. To and me, we go like, back to lightsabers, George. That Reavers put the lightsaber in that steel door. Mm. Like, gangs inside it did. Yeah. And then suddenly, so it can melt a steel door, but it can't kill someone by being stabbed in the guts with it. Yeah. Uh, I I still say it was rushed out. I I think what happened was, and I have heard rumours of this, so I don't know how true it is. There's there's a particular guy on um, YouTube, and his stuff is very... He talks a lot of talk, but he backs it up with no evidence. So this is where I got this from. Oh, you mentioned him, yeah. Um, But basically, he said that um, John and Dave said that the Mando 3 wasn't going to be coming out until next year. So Disney were like, whoa, whoa, hang on a minute. That means we haven't got any new content coming out this year. And so both the book of Boba Fett and Mando were, were rushed out. Apparently the filming schedule, again, this is just rumour, the filming schedule for Mando was something like about four or five months, where the filming schedule for Obi-Wan was like two. Oh, really? But I, again, this is rumor. I can't, I can't confirm this. But I mean, if that is the case, then Disney are going. Hang on. So wait, we haven't got any new Star Wars to get out. Uh, somebody, somebody, somebody. You. What should we? No. What should we do? Uh, Obi Wan. Yeah, brilliant. No, let's go with that. Quality over quantity, George. It's it's what Disney do. They just need to keep churning stuff out. Yeah, you just you just need to keep churning stuff out because how are they going to pay for their monthly subscriptions if there's no content for them to watch? Well, exactly. Um, and exactly. it's, it's it is a shame that it's the the content itself is just not it doesn't seem to go through quality control that you know even you know there, there I think um, Stark said on one of the comments that you know this the script must go through dozens of people and all every one of them said yep this is what we want to produce this is what we want to do mm. <laughs> it just doesn't make any yeah it just doesn't make any sense though you know. 
Well, do you know what I reckon it is? Is you know the what's the latest Matrix film? Matrix Revolutions oh, or uh, whatever Resurrections. Resurrections. There's a bit in that, isn't it, where they're all sitting around a table brainstorming on ways how to bring back the. I think that's what it is. Everyone's like, oh, that's a great idea. But no one no one in those meetings, no one in those brainstorming meetings has even got the intelligence to go, hold on a minute, she's got a thermal detonator. Yeah. Or the fact that they're all too busy patting each other on the back and licking their own balls or what a great idea they are. They just don't want to upset anyone. That's that's the thing. Is like I say, the, 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 I mean, I've always said that with the prequels, I've always said that the problem was, um, what's his name? Rick McCallum, the producer. Mm-hmm. He was the one who's as a as a producer director obviously has ultimate say, but a producer is the one that oversees everything. At some point in time, Rick McCallum must have read through the script of the Phantom Menace and said, "Yeah, we'll go with that." As opposed to George, this ain't great. We should maybe have some rewrites, maybe get some other people in, give it a little bit longer, you know, and 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 done that. He just seemed to go, "Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, this is good." And the same with Attack of the mm-hmm. Clones, because I mean the, the the details in Attack of the Clones are just it's. Oh, it's terrible to watch. I mean, it's entertainment, but it's terrible. Um, but again, it, it needed tightening on that script. It needed people to get into that script and say, do you know what? This is not very good. We need to rewrite it. Yeah. And this is why I think the future, if there is any future left in Star Wars, it's got to be under the stewardship of Favreau and Filoni. Because... Kennedy, she's got a good track record. You know, she's done some great stuff over the years, especially with Spielberg. But she's clearly out of her depth. She's completely bitter and twisted. The, the, the thing is, so I'm going to say with her, I'm just going to look her up here. I'm going to say that from what I've heard, I'm going to have to see a photo of her. My blood's going to boil. Kathleen. <laughs> um, <laughs> She has worked on some amazing movies, but like yeah. as a producer, I mean, she was married to Frank Marshall, and it seemed from what the um, what the what the the rumors are that it was mostly Frank that did the work, as right. opposed to her. I might be wrong with that. I don't know, but that's kind of what people have said. So just because your kind of name is on something, it doesn't mean you can necessarily take the take the credit for it. I mean, she okay. There's a lot of executive producers on there. Back to the Future, Goonies, Gremlins. See, a, 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 associate producer on Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. That actually makes me laugh because associate producer, there's a movie, and I forget which one it is now, and uh, it's set kind of like in Hollywood. And he said, oh, can I get a producer credit? And he said, nah, you can get an associate producer credit. <laughs> and so that kind of, I've always thought that associate producer kind of doesn't mean anything. Um, no, T-boy. T- yeah, pretty much. And so, well, can you imagine her in the interview leading up to Star Wars? Though, and, yeah, well, I can I can put Star Wars back on the map and steer it in the right direction. Okay, how are you going to do that, Kathleen? Because I like I like what you're saying here. Yeah, what we're going to do is ninety percent of Star Wars fans are boys, and we're going to make them all shit and make the false female. Yeah, I mean, everybody everybody loves Luke, so we're going to kill him off. Yeah, we're going to make him an absolute cuck. Yeah, um, yeah. And shame on you, Mark Hamill. Dickhead, I can't stand him. I'm mixed about Mark, I must admit, because like I say, I, I do... Him. You know, on the one hand, he is Luke Skywalker, but on the other hand, he... No. I, I kind of... It's the same with like people who keep blaming JJ for, for everything that went wrong in, in like The Rise of Skywalker, and it's kind of... 
I, I get it. I mean, let's say if, if Kathleen Kennedy had come to me and said, do you want to make the next Star Wars? I probably would have said yes. I wouldn't now. Um, but I probably would have said yes. But then I can't imagine, because he's always said that The Rise of Skywalker is not the film he wanted to make. It's, it's, no, 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 you no, know, no. There was lots of it that was missing, deleted, cut out and everything else, which was down to Kathleen Kennedy. You know? Um, well, it was down, also that Ruin Johnson as well. I think, yeah, yeah. I know JJ gets a lot of shit. I enjoyed The Force Awakens. It, it, I know it was a little bit of a copy and paste from Star Wars, and but it still hit all the right notes. It still got everyone buzzing about Star Wars again. It's, and it's, the, like, one yeah, this, it's the most watchable of the three. I've been yeah. accused on, on, um, on, on the comment section of the last movie outpost that I absolutely love it. And it's like, no, out of the three of them, it's kind of like the less worst one. <laughs> Yes, yeah. yeah. But it's like, he, I feel like he had like a, a load of boxes of gifts and he went to Ryan Johnson, here you go. Here's some, here's some bits you can run with, you know, yeah. take them what you will. And then Ryan Johnson went to him at the end of the last year and he goes, oh, thanks for, you know, that's really useful. Here they are. He's opened all the lids up and there's just nothing in a bit. Lumps of shit, different varieties. Catch there you shit, go. Have, have fun with that, it. all right? <laughs> that one in there, that's, uh, that's human shit. That's one of mine. Go with it. <laughs> Yeah, let's get some horses running across a, a Star Destroyer. So I don't hold JJ solely responsible for the way this has gone because no. I think he was just given a turd and he just had to put some polish on it. Yeah. Um, yeah Except it is. groundwork. It could have been interesting. Again, it's, it, again I keep going back to um, Main Mar- Marnie. I do apologize. Yeah, May Marnie. I do apologize. So I said I've read the fan fiction, and this is better than those scripts. The Thrawn trilogy is brilliant. The the the, yeah, the bit that really gets me about the Thrawn trilogy is is Luke gets trained up by this mad Jedi at one point because he's looking to do more training and stuff. But the the bit I remember is at the end of this, and spoilers, and it's your own fault. Blah blah blah. You should read them read them on now. Um, when they found Luke's. Scott, oh, Luke's um, lightsaber they found his hand so they cloned Luke and trained him to fight Luke so how amazing would that have been you know, what, mm. can you imagine sort of like you know there's been an, a bad guy after Luke Skywalker and then when he finally reveals himself it's a clone of Luke that would have been yeah. so awesome as opposed to oh yeah Palpatine apparently had kids and then grandkids <laughs> and, <laughs> There's a guy on, on Screen Rant on um, YouTube. There's a guy who does um, pitch meetings, who, by the way, you should subscribe oh, yeah. to his channel. He is absolutely brilliant. But yeah. he sort of said, so wait a minute, the emperor has been intimate with a woman? Ooh. Oh, I don't like to think about that. <laughs> you know, because again, it's kind of like, how do, we have, how do we have kids? And then grandkids. And then, oh, oh just none of it makes any sense. Even if you look at the prequels, he's all scarred up with yellow eyes and yeah. fucking manky teeth for that. <laughs> so after he's killed, um, he's killed Mace Windu, yeah. recruited Anakin and said to Anakin, right, when he's going to kill the kid Jedi, we should go home, put his slippers on, Mrs. Palpatine's there. Hello, darling, did you have a nice day? Oh, it's a bit rough today, yeah, but... Um... Like, what the fuck happened to your face? It was fine an hour ago. <laughs> Oh, maybe we can no, use no, some con- maybe we can use some concealer to get rid of that. Oh, it's going to be tough. <laughs> yeah, don't ask, love. Don't want to know. Thank you, Zan. Yeah, yeah Timothy Zan. Sorry, I apologise. I, I don't know what I said, but yeah, the Timothy Zan books, they were they were brilliant. Uh, they were absolutely yeah. fantastic, and it's a shame because I I don't know whether Disney thought well everybody knows them, so we should try and do something different. Whereas, suppose 
you know, for the people that haven't read the books, it would have made an amazing set of movies. I think it's money. I think I think a lot of it's to do with oh, I with, see, yeah, bad uh, rights and stuff. Lucas and... had had royalties in in uh, existing characters, which is why they went to this whole sequel and introduced all these new characters. Fair enough. That's what I think it was. Oh, fair enough. Uh, yeah, well done, Zach. I'll tell you, Zach knows his onions when it comes to Star Wars. Oh, yes, he does. Um, yeah, what a nerd. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, what do you think is the future of Star Wars, then? Well, we, there's two possible futures. It either continues on the path it's got with Kathleen Kennedy and and Deborah Chow with her paint by numbers directing and it ends up, you know, with Ahsoka, which is the next show, being an absolute piece of crap and being slagged off by normal fans. Or they off them out of it and they put Favreau and Filoni in charge of everything moving forward, which is the most logical thing. They can't keep losing money and losing fans. <laughs> There's so many people I love. This is the this was the final straw. That's the thing is is again, I mean the movie business has always been about making movies. You, you know, you can't you can't deny that. That, that you know, at the end of the day, they make movies to make money, um, and so when it comes to that, like I say, losing the fan base. I I haven't got a Disney subscription anymore. I'm not going to say where no. I get my stuff from, <clears throat> but I haven't got a Disney <laughs> subscription because I refuse to give them money. Why Why should I give them money to ruin Star Wars? Why should you yeah. know? That's 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 my viewpoint on it. Well, I mean, obviously, you've got the other people out there, the other side of. Because again, we we've been working on a little script together about va- fans versus stands, and a stand is somebody who's kind of like overly obsessed with something and cannot see any faults in it. And there are people out there who think Obi Wan is the greatest series they've ever seen in their lives. Yeah, no. And they're quite happy to give Disney money. And so it's funny because somebody's moan. Uh, I've seen people moan at me for being a miserable sod when it comes to um, Star Wars. Um, you know, making miser- everybody as miserable as everybody else. But I think to myself, yeah, but you as a stand are giving money to Disney, and so I've still got to put up with this crap whilst you're doing that. You know, and uh, you know, if they did all club together, if, if if all the fans just clubbed together and said, you know what, Disney, now we've had enough of this. You know, if Kathleen Kennedy's involved, we're just going to boycott it. Funny, well, not boycott it, but I mean, funny enough, that's what happened with Solo. It was four hundred million it made, wasn't it, or something? Yeah, it was, yeah, it's poor. Yeah, it was, yeah, I don't think it even hit four hundred. It was, but it was a ridiculously stupid amount of money for something with Star Wars written on it. It should have been yeah. a gold mine, but. People yeah. people started voting with their wallets and realising that what Disney was producing was crap. Well, I mean, I wrote the article the other day about they talking about the possibility of season two. What do you mean a possibility? Yeah. It should be a given. There should be seasons three, four, five. You know, if you've done it properly, it's not, oh, we're thinking about, we, we looked at this series what, as a one-off. No, you didn't. What you made me this laugh being was... an absolute goldmine. What made me laugh was, along with your article that you said about them making a, another one, I think there was in Variety or somewhere or other, they said that them, Kathleen Kennedy has said that they would do a second season if the fans wanted it. And it's kind of funny because it was literally six to eight weeks ago that they were calling all the fans toxic and they, they were all going to be slagging off Moses Ingram. And racist. Uh, yeah, and racist, racist, toxic yeah. fans. But all of a sudden now it's kind of like, well, actually, no, we're going to listen to the fans and if they do want a second series, and it's kind of like, well, make your mind up because yeah. six weeks ago we were all horrible, toxic racists, but now you're actually kind of interested in listening to us? Yeah. It's, they, they've got no idea. Got I've, no always, idea. I've always felt incredibly sorry for... Walt Disney because 
Um, I've said this many a time, but I mean, Walt Disney himself was an innovator. He was an artist. The man was tantamount to a genius. I mean, everybody said you could not make a full-length um, animated film. And he put his own money into it. He nearly went bankrupt making Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, which then yep. went on to, you know... It, it, and so Walt Disney himself was a brilliant man who wasn't interested in the money. He was interested in making art. And so all the stories had to be right and all the details had to be right. And, every, you know, he really he was passionate about it. Whereas Disney today is gone just completely the other way. It's a, it's, it's all they are focused on is making the money. You know, if they happen yeah. to hit a good story, great. But if not, it doesn't matter. It's, you know, as long as it makes money, don't matter. Yeah, that's exactly it. You know, he, he's probably turning over in his icebox, old Waltz, what's going on with his company. Yeah. Um, it's it's a real shame just to, to think that that, that that you know the the guy set up something which is it's world famous everybody's heard of Disney you could go to the deepest darkest you know oh. tribes in Africa and they've they've been to Disney World and yet yeah. nowadays like I say people are cancelling their subscriptions to Disney plus who who in a million years would have thought that that would have ever happened well especially when you consider it's not just Disney content they have they have Star Wars and they also have Marvel oh, yeah. You know, that Doctor Strange, if we go back to the beginning when we were talking about financial success doesn't make it, make it a good movie. Doctor Strange apparently coined a billion, a billion this time, but I don't know anyone I think has seen it have gone, oh, yeah, I've watched that again. Apparently it's crap. Funny enough, I saw it was on streaming and I was just, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, I watched it in the cinema um, and it was just, it was, it was all right. You know, it just wasn't. I, I love Sam Raimi as well. And again, it was just kind of the nitpicky little details. And kind of like I say, I do hate watching things as a reviewer because I, I am picking things to pieces. But then, oddly enough, there's some stuff that I can watch where I still watch it as a reviewer and then thoroughly enjoy it. Um, right. Somebody asked me the other day about what were my favourites this year. And the, the one that particularly sticks out to me, I did the review on the website, was RRR. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, rrr. Um, whatever you want to call it it was fantastic and there was bits in there which were just not perfect and everything else but the story was brilliantly told and really compelling and I, I thoroughly enjoyed it I would quite happy. I'm looking forward to um, Marcel, Marcel the show with shoes on Oh you know. yeah, I'm looking forward to that as well. <laughs> it looks utterly, utterly ridiculous of, of just basically a little show with shoes and goes around and the voice is done by Jenny Slate. But I'm I'm thoroughly intrigued by it and I'm hoping I'm going to go and enjoy it. And like I say, there are still times when as a reviewer, I will look at something and I'll be very technical over it. If it's a good piece of entertainment, happy days. If it's not, then, you know, mm. it's just it's it's just disappointing. Well, that Marcel, is it Marcel with the shoes on? Marsh, M Marcel, yeah. Yeah, Marcel. That looks good. And it looks like a throwback to the original Disney uh, Pixar stuff. Just yeah. innocence. Fun yes. and innocence. No, we've obviously, there's no need to discuss what's going on with Lightyear. But, <laughs> yeah, where things were just fun, family-friendly cartoons, Again, animation. I think I've said this before, but, I mean, A24 are not interested in the money they just want to tell stories and it's mm. funny like you say with Marcel's show Pixar with the same you know a story about a man whose house lifts up with balloons and he balloons, goes to the jungle yeah. and you think right I'm not interested in that but the first five minutes of that you're crying your eyes out 
of the whole the how they tell the story with no words yes. about this young couple falling in love and then you know the wife dies and you're sat there the first five minutes going oh it's just really beautiful and you're thinking you know again it's storytelling it it's best whereas they're not yep. trying to tick boxes and tick boxes and all this kind of stuff they're just making fabulously brilliant and like i say a24 i like that everything everywhere all at once again it's just another brilliant example because yeah. you, you weren't a yeah. massive fan were you of what a24 no of um everything everywhere all at once no i thought it was good entertainment but no i think i gave it three stars out of five i think you gave it five didn't you oh yeah it, one of the best movies it, of the year for me it was, it was brilliant it was well, a bit much for me but with it, again, like I say, A24 are interested in telling these wonderfully bizarre stories. Yeah. They're not ticking boxes. They're not checking stuff off. If, with an A24, what I love about A24 is you can, you can go into it and have absolutely no idea what you're going to watch. You have no idea what yeah. what the what the end result is going to be. And that's what's brilliant about them. Whereas with Disney, you know... There's going to be token this, token that, female so-and-so, blah, blah, blah. And all of these boxes are being ticked literally as you go along with them. Yeah, I think so. And I think with their Marvel stuff as well, I'm not a big Marvel fan, but for me, their films will just cut and paste. I mean, yeah. you've got a new Thor coming out in, what, next week, is it? I think it looks like... You're breaking up. Have you seen the trailer? Oh, what's happened? Hang what about that, mate? Hang on, hang on. Oh, oh, you went all weird then. Sorry about that, everybody. Uh, Eggy, Eggy just had a funny five minutes. I'm back again. It's the internet in Britain. It's terribly bad. <laughs> <laughs> say that, the say, Spitfires are flying over and interrupting <laughs> the signal. Say that again about um, Thor. <laughs> Thor uh, 4. Has Thor he four. got Thor coming out next next week? Is it two weeks' time? And the trailers and the other bits and bobs I've seen just looks like the most ridiculous shit I've ever seen. It looks pathetic. I, I must admit, I did like Thor. Um, but what was the third one? Whatever the third one was. Ragnarok. See, I thought that was quite decent. I like the way it tied in as well with Endgame and everything else. It was, it was, um, it was pretty decent. No, he didn't have a. <laughs> so, he didn't have a stroke. Mate, he, just didn't yeah, a stroke. stroke. he didn't have a stroke. He couldn't reach. Um, <laughs> and. And like I said, I quite like that. I know a lot of people said that he didn't like what he did with Thor and stuff, but I, it was, again, it was a good piece of entertainment. And I, I kind of think Thor 4 is going to be fine. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be rubbish, mate. I, I, I kind of think it's going to be rubbish, but I'm going to be entertained by it. <laughs> you know, in a... I'm, in a, I think I'm disgusted. Have I, have I broken up again? No, 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 you're right. Yeah. Um... I think what they've done with the character of Thor is a joke. I mean, clearly, I'm a big Superman fan. Yeah. And I would I would have been livid if they'd done what <laughs> they've done to Thor to Superman. Right. And, you know, crying about getting his hair cut in the last one. And, and this one, just, you know, silly handshakes and looking into Star-Lord's eyes. It, it's just an embarrassing joke. It just, I think, and you've got these giant goats and... Uh, it, it, it looks like the biggest piece of shit I've seen so far. I'm not going to go and see it. I won't be destroyed. I I am open minded about it. Like I say, I haven't I haven't passed judgment yet. I try not to. I mean, it's kind of it's a it's a horrible way we live this in this world because kind of everything's ruined for you before you even get a chance to make your mind up or on, on anything. There was a new movie come out. Um, 
can't think what it was now. Something recently that was, that was supposed to be coming out, and it, it, people had already ruined it for me, and I was kind of like, no, you know, I just oh, really? want to make my own, on my own mind up. That's like I say with my sale with show with shoes on. I have no idea what to expect from the story of that. I've seen the video that's, that went viral, mm. um, and I really liked it. I have no idea what's going to happen with the story, and I love that going in blind, so you don't know what's what you're going to get with Thor Ragnarok. Like I say, you see this. <clears throat> the same jokes coming up, you know, the whole thing with Chris Pratt and where, and it's just, <laughs> cut and paste, cut and paste, nice. every single time, what's mad, Ragnarok was great, and was killed by Infinity War, because he needed a weapon again, to channel his power, I just think what they did to Thor, make him a, you know, a bumbling man, baby, again, it was comical, and so I was entertained by it, but then I've never, I've never been like that invested in Thor, and so I let it go. And it's kind of the same, like coming back to Star Wars. I'm invested in Star Wars because I've known it my whole life, and so because mm -hmm. of that, you know, I really care about it. And so if they are going to mess with the canon and the characters and everything else, that then gets me annoyed. And so I can understand why some Thor fans who have kind of, you know, read the comic books and and really into him and stuff. I know a few people have sort of said they were really angry with the way he turned out. I, I understand where they're coming from. Yeah, I think he's more... He's big, I'm not a big Thor fan, but I think he's meant to be more of a Shakespearean kind of character, like... Um, well, he's Norse mythology, and one of the yeah. reasons they got Kenny Branagh to do the first film, because obviously he's got history in, yeah. in that kind of production. In the theatre, and that, yeah, that kind of thing, yeah. And what he is now, like I say, just a bumbling buffoon, just a big white man baby. And that Taki Wati, what's his name? Who's the director? Takiti Wakati, I think Yeah. Again, he's just another one-trick pony. Same crap every single time. And he's supposed to be doing a Star Wars film. Can you imagine? No, 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 no. What that's going to be like? Get it right. He's doing a Star Wars trilogy. Brilliant. Oh, is that just going to be after Ryan Johnson's trilogy? <laughs> well, no. Obviously, Ryan. Uh, it's funny because people still think Ryan Johnson's going to happen. Obviously, obviously, it's not. He's still credited with writing um, on IMDb, but I mean that's that's just not going ahead. All the movies have been cancelled at the moment, apart from Takiti Watiti, whatever he's called. I. I I do like him. I mean, I'm I'm a massive fan oh. of Flight of the No 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 Flight of the Concords, which is like the original series that he did. Um, I love. He's he's brilliantly done, and I love that the, the sense of humour in it and everything else. It's really good. But when you're then taking on something like Star Wars, fine, it can have moments of humour, but you can't make a comedy. This is funny enough. This is one of the things that failed about the Phantom Menace. In the director's commentary on The Phantom Menace, you listen to George Lucas and he was saying about Jar Jar at the end with the whole battle going on. And he, said, he was going, I wanted him to have like a Buster Keaton quality. And you're thinking, that's great, George, if you're making a Buster Keaton film, but you're not. Yeah. You know, you're, you're, yeah, yeah, exactly. I, you know I, I know people moan about the Ewoks, but at least with some of the Ewoks, you actually saw them die. And there was kind of like a little bit of sadness with them that, yes, they were being stupid because they're furry little creatures, but you still yeah. kind of cared about him whereas the cg jar jar and everything else was just like it was like i say he's a buster keaton he's a charlie chaplin he's you know what is he doing in the middle of a battle well even even the kids didn't like jar jar i mean we we grew up with obviously the original trilogy so by the time the ewoks come along how, how what year was that george 83 83 so i would have been nine you would have probably been around the same sort of age as yeah. well. It's, see, to me, it's my favourite because it's the first film I watched. I remember watching in the big cinema, not the not the homemade one. I had. it was like the first one I right. watched in the big one. 
But when you saw the Ewoks, you was you thought they were quite good because they, you know they were fighting back. Obviously, they, they were silly moments, but some of them died. But when you skip twenty years to when we got Jar Jar, I don't I think even the kids were like, "Well, he, he's a bit crap." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, my favourite line of that is from Simon Pegg in um, Spaced, where he says, "Yeah, but the, um, Jar, Jar, uh, Jar Jar makes the Ewoks look like." Fucking shaft. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Um, TK might be great with Star Wars. Um, it is a possibility. He delivered very. Uh, oh, somebody also mentioned. Sorry, there. Maddox also mentioned. He made the yeah. Um, what we do in the shadows as well, which was again. I thought. Yeah, I've seen. But again, that's kind of done in that mockumentary type style, and yeah. that was what kind of work with Flight of the Concords and what we do in the shadows. Um I must admit I've never I haven't seen any of the T V of um what we do in the shadows, a series of that. I don't know. No, it's, I've, it's just not interesting. I've seen me. the film. But the film is the film is quite good. And yeah, I mean he amazing. might he might be good with it, but I just uh, <laughs> it's it's I I if anything now new comes out of Star Wars, I am going to go into it with very low expectations. I mean, very low expectations. My my worst case scenario would be just Kathleen Kennedy going <laughs> for, yeah. for six yeah. hours. <laughs> so if it's better than I, that, I think she was. I thought she was expecting the reception to Kenobi was to give her her Mandalorian Luke Skywalker moment, and it's not worked. Yeah, no, not at all. I mean, I think well, she was. According to some fans, it has. Because, like I say, some fans think it's the best Star Wars thing that's ever happened in the entire universe, ever. Everyone I know that, that's our age, George, you know, when we go to the pub and everything else, we have a little chat. Because I always say to me, oh, what did you think? So, you know, I'm honest with them. And everyone's like, yeah, it's all right. And, and like Maddie mentioned earlier, yeah. you know, if you get home from a busy day's work, you want to sit down and just watch a little bit, you know, Star Wars for 45 minutes and Darth Vader being a bit of a bastard, then it's good TV, but you're not going to look back on it and go, yeah, that was actually an awesome show. Yeah. It um, was average at best. Zach's made the point there that he said he won't do another Tatooine movie. Again, that's something else that they need to do is I said in the last review of, um, in the last episode review this Wednesday on, on the site that it was kind of like, we went back to Tatooine. Oh, thank goodness for that. We'd, we'd not been on Tatooine for like, you know, three or four episodes and I was getting a bit worried. Yeah. And again, it's kind of, yeah, Tatooine is great and everything else, but there are, are literally like billions of other planets out there we could explore, you know? And it was kind of, yeah. it was the same thing, funny enough, like you say, this um, in the multiverse of madness, that it was a shame that they kind of, they teased that whole moment of the multiverse, you know, for literally a minute in that montage. And then they just end up in another place where they stay there. And it's just, uh, I've not seen it yet, mate. All oh, right. It's not, I'm not spoiling much in that, but basically the, oh, multi, no, the multiverse is in like two places. Uh, you know, and there's one little montage where we we get teased it, which looks quite good, and you're going, oh, let's go there. Oh, oh, that looks, but they don't do any of it. <laughs> and it's just, oh, really? yeah, it's quite a shame. Um, as opposed to everything everywhere all in once, where they kind of okay, everything was set in that obviously in the in in the tax office or in the um the thing, but they kind of really played with the whole multiverse thing in that respect. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, it won't be a tattoo. I'm, I'm pretty sure that, like Zach says, I'm pretty sure that um, TK is going to be doing like a whole brand new trilogy. So it's it's going to be a, you know, not based around anything that we know before, unless they do do some yeah. fan service. 
I see Zap said, you know, it might be a great, he might be great for Star Wars. Well, possibly. I mean, we obviously we had um, the dude that done Joker for Batman. He come from doing The Hangover. Yeah. And yeah. then went into that. And if you go back to who directed Silence of the Lambs, didn't he do like a rom com or some romantic film before he stepped into that? No, so there are directors out there that can turn their hand and surprise us, but I just think. I think Hollywood in its current form won't allow Tarkiti, whatever the fuck his name is. I don't think they'll allow him to do it because he's that tried and tested formula that brings them money. And that seems to be all that matters at the moment. That is kind of the problem that, like you say, it's it. at the end of the day, the studio's got to make money out of it. It's that's Again, this is, I keep going back to A24. That's one of the things I love about A24 is just, you know, yes, they know they've got to make their money back, but they don't care about it. It's kind of everything, no. everyone all at once, you know, was the biggest movie that they'd made and everything else. And it was just, I don't want to say it was lucky. It was just because it was a brilliant film and people went to see yeah. it and minds were blown because it was like, like you say, there's no ticking off boxes. Everything is completely weird. <laughs> there's butt plugs, which give you superpowers. <laughs> <laughs> all this kind of stuff is going on. But again, you're watching it going, this this is quality entertainment. This is this is just brilliant. You know, you are thoroughly enjoying every minute of it. Whereas, let's say with with um, Disney, it is more about just getting the content out of there. Yeah, exactly that. And, and and everything everywhere at once, whatever it's called, it was good. Enjoy. And to be honest with you, George, it was probably the most original film I've seen for a very long time. Mm. But I, I, it was just a bit much. The last yeah, no. twenty minutes or so it was a bit much for me. I was like, oh, can't end it now. Yeah. But it's it was fun, good. Fun, but fun, you say that. Funny Disney enough, won't do it. I heard the other day that Elvis is two hours forty, and I do think, oh, man, I'm going on Wednesday to see that. I I want to see it, but two hours forty, even you know, I miss the ninety minute movies. That really annoys me. Oh no, me. I like I like the two plus hours. No. The Batman, for example, three hours. It's the same with them. Stranger Things. It was just too long. That last one episode was an hour and forty, and I get bored in ninety minutes. <laughs> You know, oh yeah, uh, you get bored after one episode. Well, it depends. Like I say, if it's not dragging me in there, I did watch this week um, completely off subject. Man versus B, which weirdly enough went kind of the other way because each episode was only like ten fifteen minutes, and I was like, oh, I could have watched more of that because <laughs> I, I yeah, like being, I like Rowan Atkinson. I thought I thought it got a bit schmaltzy towards the end, and it didn't quite finish finish particularly strong but the rest of it was quite entertaining um but okay. i was like seriously you do either 10 minute episodes or an hour and a half long episodes you know just just get a happy medium in there somewhere yeah yeah i'll tell you what i've been watching going off subject as well the offer which is about the making of the godfather movies okay with miles teller um, oh, oh so it's like a dramatized juno version. temple yeah, but it's really, really good. It's directed uh, and produced by Dexter Fletcher. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's a big name in England. He yeah, yeah. Child actor, wasn't he? Ba- Babyface from Bugsy Malone. Yeah, he, he was Babyface yeah. in Bugsy Malone. But yeah, he did. Well, um, a few people said that he directed, um, yeah, Bohemian Rhapsody because he took over. Bohemian, from Brian and Singer. I think he'd done Rocket Man as well. Yeah. But yeah, he's, he's a very talented guy. I like him. It's a good show because we've just got Paramount Plus here in the UK. Oh, okay. For those in America that listen, George obviously knows. Yeah, so if you subscribe to Sky, which I do, you know, that is the one thing I do subscribe to because of football, um, you get Paramount Plus for free. Yeah, right. So I'll be watching that. 
Oh. And I've literally watched about six episodes. I've done nothing all day but sat in my house watching that. <laughs> um, I use a VPN to get around that, so I, I get um, things like that. And yeah. um, Hulu is the other one. And the one on Hulu, which, oh, this week's episode, absolutely nailed it, was the Orville. Absolutely. Oh, I've still not got into them yet. Oh man, this this new series. Honestly, I was I was jaw dropped at one point. It was fantastic. Oh Absolutely really? Absolutely fantastic. And again, they're not they're telling quite moralistic stories of the whole um, like gay marriage and all kinds of stuff like that. But that it's done in a way that's not rammed down your throat. It's just done in a way which is just <laughs> very poor choice of words, there, George. <laughs> you grow up <laughs> um, uh, but yeah it's it is the Orville is fantastic I cannot sing its praises enough um, it's, it's absolutely brilliant it's absolutely brilliant uh, and so I've been enjoying that this week right okay so um, yeah Man vs B sounds like a mouse movie from the 90s funny enough it reminded me of Tom and Jerry in places uh, you know that kind of that kind of thing. I like I say it lost it a little bit at the end. That's just me being maybe overly overly picky. But it's Rowan Atkinson's brilliant. He's a very funny man. Um, he will mm. always be a very funny man. And like I say it was a, it was quite a good it was quite a good series. Um, National Treasure as well. Yes, exactly, exactly. Righto, I'm gonna call it quits because we've done an hour yeah, and a half. Ask you, mate. And I'm bored now. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I've got dinner anyway. Yes, I must admit, I'm I'm feeling a, a tad hungry. Well, it's a shame we couldn't see Yoda and Sean. Sorry, uh, they will be back with us soon. Um, Yoda didn't do the entertainment news this week as well. I did offer, because we need a British contingent back on the news, because it's much more honest when it's spoken with an English accent. Um, <laughs> but yes, Sean and Yoda will be back soon, uh, and so forth. Um, oh, I've done a close before. So... That was our outpost frequencies. Thank you for joining us and thank you for joining in the chat. It was absolutely wonderful to have everybody mm. contributing today. Really good chat. Thank you, guys. Uh, we will be back next week with more chat. We're not sure what about yet. Um, if you're interested, go to thelastmovieoutpost.com and post some comments on the talkback because it would be appreciated. And also subscribe to the channel because if you don't, we will kill a puppy. Um, no, no, it's not that one anymore, is it? It's just would not allow that. Allegedly, kill a puppy. <laughs> yeah, if if you do subscribe, we'll we'll cuddle a puppy. Mm. Um, no, but do subscribe to the channel. We are trying to get content up all the time at the moment. And both uh, myself and Yoda are doing what we can. We have got. Um, controversial movies that we've been doing we have been doing uh celebratory celebrating 1982 and all sorts um the imperial news network exactly uh exactly zap um so yeah please subscribe to the channel and let everybody know and share the video and tell your friends and if you don't tell your friends then it, uh you um probably don't like them very much um <laughs> any last words eggy not really. Thanks for tuning in, Maddie Zamp and uh, what was else. his name? Mine Army. Yeah, like I say, it was it was really nice uh, watching yeah, Man good. on Earth next. I've I've not got into that yet. Um, I don't know what it is. Uh, it's the remake of the. Yes, I meant to say the mouse movie. Yeah, for Nathan Lane. Oh yes, yes, it is very much like that. The mouse movie. Um, mouse Hunt. That's what it was called, isn't it? The one with Lee Evans oh, yeah. and Lee Evans and um, oh, yeah, Lane, directed by Gore yeah. Kapinski, which I remember, and I can't even remember the name of the movie. That's so stupid. Uh, George Armbrand with the helmet. 
Yeah, I know. It's ace, isn't it? That side. Uh, that there. Yeah, my helmet there. And I've got a lightsaber yeah. just there as well. And also this side, I've got a... I've, that's the original Family Guy Blu-ray of Blue Harvest. Uh, yeah, Blue Harvest. And I've even got down... Oh, you can't really see them very well down there. Um, that's an original X-Wing from 1980. Keep hold of that, mate. I know. Never going to get rid of that. But yeah, sorry. Yeah, right. Thanks, that. Right, hang on. So, and right. Um, go to the last movie out of post because it's really good. You can find me on Twitter at NotJewelsLucas1 and I always talk about movies and post funny stuff and he's, I'm really great. <laughs> Yoda's a drunken Yoda one um, you see you can follow him although he's not on there very often I'm quite active on Twitter so like, yeah come over and join us but um, guys thank you very much Eggy thank you very much and thanks sir we will see everybody soon <laughs>